business is built on conversations. Everything that we do in business is about having a conversation with people. Now, there's a horrific stat out there that says that it costs us eight times more to generate a new lead than it does to nurture an existing lead. Now, eight times, that's huge. When you personalize your communication, it becomes more like a conversation and way less like some sort of correspondence or sales pitch. Hi everyone, welcome to this episode of the Make It Happen show, where it's time for you to make it happen. In these implementation sessions, we're joined by an industry expert who will take you through in detail how to make it happen in your business. These are full of implementable actions, so get your pens ready, take notes, and be ready to apply these to your business. Let's get into it. G'day everyone, my name's Ellie Hurley and I'm one of the co-founders of Nudge Marketing and I'm really excited to be on the Make It Happen show today. I'm an online communication and human behavior expert and one of my passions is having conversations with people, finding out about them, finding out what makes them tick and that's one of the things that I love to bring to business. So that's what I'm going to talk to you about today. How can you have good conversations with people because if you think about it, good communication is at the heart of all great relationships. You know, think about a conversation that you've had with someone that you really like recently. They get you. The conversation flows beautifully. You feel heard. You feel understood. And most of all, you feel like you're being seen. So that's a memorable experience that you have for all the right reasons. Then think about a conversation that you've maybe had with someone that didn't go quite so well. It felt like you were beating your head against a brick wall and it didn't matter how many times you said the same thing, the message just didn't get across. So that's what I want to talk to you about today. How do you get your message out there so that you are seen and heard as a business to the people that really matter? So, you know, that's why I'm starting with this. Business is built on conversations. Everything that we do in business is about having a conversation with people. It doesn't necessarily mean just the words that come out of our mouth. You know, all sales or all business interactions begin with some form of communication. It can be a social post. It could be a video. It could be your blog, an email that you send out to people, an article that you put in a magazine. It could be a menu if you're a restaurant or a cafe. Um, you know, it could be your storefront or your shop. It might be displays that you have. Everything that we actually see, hear, taste, smell, or feel is a form of communication. So what I'm going to talk to you today about is the various types of online communication that you can have, and I'm thinking email, messenger, and SMS, as different ways that you can communicate with your um, clients and prospects at a way that you can scale it, but still keep it personal. And that's the key. When you personalize your communication, it becomes more like a conversation and way less like some sort of correspondence or sales pitch. So let's jump in and look at ways that you can do this effectively. Step one is one that you guys will have heard so many times before, but I have to mention it because it's something that we all overlook. And that is knowing your customer really well. You know, who is your customer? What touch points do you have with that person as they come into your sphere as a business? That could be, you know, what's the very first thing they see about you? Is it an ad on a social platform? Is it your website? Is it your LinkedIn profile? Is it an ad in a local mag? What is that first thing that they see? And then how do you actually get them to interact with you and to stay engaged with you as they move through? 
So what I want you to think about here is two things. There's two parts to this. One is the customer journey, and that's the different touch points that you have with your customer along the way. And the second part about it is who your customer actually is. Now, guys, I'm not just talking about the demographics of your customer here. That stuff is important because you do need to know what age bracket of person you're speaking to, whether or not it's male or female. But I want you to think about the psychographics. You know, what is it about that person that makes them tick? What are their fears and frustrations? What keeps them awake at night? You know, what problems do they have that your business solves for them? So I want you to plan those two things out and don't just think about them and go, yeah, I know what my customer journey is. Because look, trust me, I'm in business and I've done this myself as well. I want you to commit it to paper because once you actually have it written down, you can start developing and you'll see as we go through why that's really important. So that's step one. That's actually knowing who your customer is and knowing what the touch points with that customer are. Step two is now that you've actually got that in place, you can start to plan and um, create a communication strategy with them. So this is how you're going to lead them through to a sale with you. So step three is making sure you know what your numbers are because you can't improve what you can't measure. Now, I'm not gonna get too involved in that today, but what you do need to think about is having your pixels in place and making sure that you've got things like Google Analytics in place, and any data that you can collect from either your CRM or perhaps a chatbot if you've got one, those sort of things are really critical to know because with this information, you can actually improve your system. And with your pixels, you know, those things are really important because that's how you actually can retarget. It's how you can get back in front of people if they fall out. So if you can encourage your customers and your prospects to actually say, yes, they do want to see more information from you rather than be targeted with ads that have absolutely nothing to do with them, then you're still going to be able to get your message in front of them. So we've got our first three steps there, pretty straightforward, nothing too major. You could sit down and knock that out pretty quickly. Step four starts to get a little bit more complicated because this is where we actually now need to start creating the conversation that you have and deciding what platforms you're gonna have that conversation on. So as I mentioned earlier, the three main online conversations that you can have are through email, through messenger, or through SMS. So let's look at the three of them individually and then overall. So email is still probably at the top of the picking list. Unfortunately, open rates with email have declined and will continue to decline. However, if you're putting content out that people really want to see, they are going to open your emails. And there's a couple of things that you can do to make sure that you keep getting into people's inboxes. So the first thing is continue to put out relevant content and put it out frequently and consistently because people get used to seeing your emails, they're more likely to open them. If you can encourage opens and you can encourage clicks on your emails, then that is going to actually get you into people's inboxes better and keep you out of the spam, the junk and the uh, promotions tabs on the different platforms. So good content regularly and consistently is the key to email. Then there's Messenger and this is my baby. I absolutely love Messenger because it's the closest thing I've found in the online communication space that's nearly like having a conversation with someone one-to-one -one because you can personalize it to the nth degree. Now, you can actually automate Messenger with a chatbot. And what that does is opens up a huge opportunity for businesses because instead of having to sit there and typing backwards and forwards and having almost one-to-one -one Messenger conversations with people, 
You can have one-to-many conversations. However, you set your chatbot up in such a way that the person, although they know it's a chatbot because legally you're required to tell them it is, it still feels like you understand them and that you know who they are. So Messenger is one of my favorites for lots of reasons. One, you engage with people where they are at the time they want to have the conversation with you. And two, you're able to then utilize that platform to pre-qualify your leads. So if you get someone that comes into your system as a lead initially, if you ask the right questions, which can be done through something like a, a quiz or a survey, what that actually does is allows you as the business to gain a whole lot of information about a person and also to pre-qualify the lead to see whether or not it's worth maybe, you know, getting onto an actual call with a person which can be handed over really smoothly. Hi everyone, I just wanted to jump in here to let you know if you're enjoying this episode, it doesn't need to stop here. We've taken this episode plus all the other episodes and also video footage from the interviews and made it available for free. There's also a bunch of fantastic guides, tools and resources you can use to grow your business. To grab those tools, just go to www.the-entourage.com forward slash podcast. Right, let's get back into the show. So Messenger at the moment is where it's at because it is one of the most effective ways to have a really personalized conversation with someone and move them through the sales funnel or you know, move them through your journey quite quickly. You can actually get someone to move through a messenger conversation in probably less than five minutes when sometimes that might take four or five emails backwards and forwards over four or five days. So speed to conversion with messenger is hugely, hugely relevant. Then we have SMS. Now, SMS is one of those underutilized services that businesses actually have available to them these days. And I think part of the reason for that is people just don't quite know how to bring it into their um, to their communication strategy. And with SMS, there's a right time to use it and there's a wrong time to use it. I'm not a big fan of people blasting information out to me via SMS. However, if I had an appointment booked in and I wanted to send someone a reminder to make sure they attended that appointment, then an SMS is a great way to do that because it's straight into a person's phone. And if you think about it, what notifications do you personally have on, on your devices versus what ones you don't? And I guarantee message is probably one of the few that most people still get notifications through for. So people are actually going to get pinged to know that there's a message from you to say that, hey, just letting you know, we've got our appointment in 30 minutes, just giving you a heads up, a reminder, please check your email for the Zoom link, or here's the link, you can come in straight away here. So SMS is also a really good way to communicate with people, but you need to do it at the right time of the conversation. Don't be going and spamming people with it. You'll get blacklisted really quickly if you do that. Okay, so step five. We've talked about what happens if people actually go through the conversation with you or go through the customer journey with you in a linear format. However, that's unrealistic. People get busy. People get interrupted. We're constantly being distracted by something else. So what we need to do is create buckets to capture people 
that actually falls through that first line of communication or the communication stops at some point for whatever reason it might be. Now, it could be that the stuff that they're seeing just doesn't resonate and therefore they don't want to hear from you again. However, nine times out of 10, it's because they actually got interrupted and they welcome the follow-up with you because it reminds them that, oh yeah, I got to a point where I wanted to purchase that or I wanted to book a call. So this is where that pixel I talked about in step three comes into play. If you've got pixels on your site, what you can do is actually pick a conversation up with someone where they left off rather than taking them right back to the start of the journey. And that's actually a really critical point that I make here because one of the biggest problems is, and one of the biggest frustrations from users is they have to start all over again. And when that happens, they quite often will just disappear and go somewhere else. So with your pixel, you can actually retarget these people and put something back in front of them. And I often actually have a play on the fact that maybe they got distracted. So always make sure that you are retargeting people and that you've got buckets at the key points where people are actually falling through the customer journey with you. And you will notice that this makes a big, big difference to your bottom line because your return on ad spend or your return on investment is going to increase dramatically. If you can pick up two or three people out of 10 that you retarget, because remember, you're not having to go through all of the sort of awareness conversations again. They know who you are. They know who your brand is. And you're just actually picking the conversation up almost like a friend. You said, oh, hey, look, it was great seeing you. I'll see you again in a couple of weeks time. So you're that friend that turns back up in a couple of weeks time, not necessarily that long, and says, hey, let's pick up where we left off. So that's kind of the customer journey and the conversations that you can have all wrapped up. The final step is one that too many people fail to do, and that's actually keeping in touch once you've generated that lead. Now, there's a horrific stat out there that says that it costs us eight times more to generate a new lead than it does to nurture an existing lead. Now, eight times, that's huge. The amount of effort that you can put into nurturing that lead versus trying to get a new lead is just amazing. So once you've actually created your communication strategy, don't forget that just because people have got to the end of whatever it is, it could be a lead magnet that you've given them and you have five email sequences in an email sort of nurture engagement. And then once that stops, because they haven't done anything with you, you just assume that they're not interested in doing business with you. You know, try and pick the conversation back up in email. Try and get them back into Messenger. Re-engage with them through some sort of retargeting ad. Open that conversation up. Give them the opportunity to come in and speak to you. Because when you give them that opportunity and you never close the door on them, chances are they will come back in and they will take the next step, hopefully get their credit card out and give you some money. So I think as you can see, communication is what drives everything. You know, there's people out there that will say that content is king or email is queen or your database is queen. And yes, all of those things are 100% true, but what are all those things? All of those things are ways that you're communicating with your customer. Guys, I hope you found that really beneficial today. Again, those six steps, if you just go through them to remember them, you know, first step is knowing who your customer is and actually digging into them. So knowing who they are and what the touch points are. Step two is actually setting out your plan and coming up with a communication strategy for them. Step three is making sure that you know your numbers 
because remember what you can't measure, you can't improve. Step four, create the conversation. So go through and actually work out how you're going to communicate with these people and what channels you're going to utilize to communicate with those people. Step five is creating the buckets to capture people that fall out of the customer journey where they were. And then finally, step six is making sure that you keep in touch with people. So there you have it, guys, six steps to actually get communication at the forefront of what you're doing in your business. I hope you found that really exciting today. If you'd like to reach out, you can find me at nudgemarketing.com or on social. I'm a Facebook girl, so you can find me Ellie Hurley on Facebook. I do have a LinkedIn profile, so I do play on the Growing Ups platform. And again, it's just Ellie Hurley if you'd like to pop over there. I'd love to continue a conversation with you at some point of time and look forward to seeing you around one of the walls soon. Have a great day. Chat soon. Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning into this episode of the Make It Happen show. I hope you enjoyed the conversation. And it doesn't need to end there. We've actually gone and grabbed a whole bunch of extra resources for you. Behind the scenes footage, videos from this and all the other episodes, as well as show notes that you can grab for free. Just head along to www.the-entourage.com slash podcast and you can grab all those extra resources. Thanks for tuning in and I cannot wait to introduce you to our next guest on the next episode.